0: Patreon.com slash Uh, $4 a month gets you in there.
1: Baseball, Blue Jays, and more baseball. It's The Walk-Off with Scott Belford and Adam Mack. This ball is crushed. The Die Hard Podcast for the casual fan. Wire.
0: And another one.
1: Every single week, we comb through all of your interaction as the ground crew members, and we do a Monday morning mailbag on a Tuesday afternoon, and that is exactly what we're doing. You can always reach out to us on Twitter at walk-off Podcast or Instagram, the walk-off Podcast. Of course, if you are a Patreon member, you get that Patreon bump and guaranteed to have your question or comment uh, addressed on the show. You can, of course join Patreon. We always appreciate the support by going to patreon.com slash the Walkoff podcast. We've got several different tiers going on currently. Adam, if you uh, you, I'm putting you on the spot here. Oh,
0: buddy. Am I ever prepared for this?
1: So Uh, the lowest tier, by the way, because I've had a few people I've had a few people reach out uh, from discord and they're they're like, I'm going to try really hard to 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 keep discord uh what tier do you need to be to get discord the answer to that any of the tiers yes we start discord off if you if you just want to do the $4 a month and have instant access to all of the uh interviews and shows just something to keep in mind i know that with long toss some of you were uh a little peeved that it took till yesterday afternoon to get out uh it was on patreon right from sunday night when we put mm-hmm. it out um unfortunately just when adam or i get busy sometimes shows get bumped until we have the time to put them out and that's kind of what happened there so you do get instant access we also talked to damiano pomagiani uh third baseman at triple a for the buffalo bison yesterday that is currently out on patreon so if you did want to check in on some of our uh minor league players of course we put those interviews up right away we're gonna get that out probably by thursday or something like that anyways but you know, it does give you that instant access. And then we also are doing watch parties for the for the top tier. You get some merch and stuff in there in the middle tiers.
0: Yeah, I mean, could this whole tiering system be clearer? Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> We're work, working on it. I'll say that much. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the the gist of it is if you're here for Discord, yeah, the lowest $4 simplest tier does still give you full discord access um the higher tiers yeah you get a a mug if you subscribe for three months uh a couple other like extra above and beyond silly perks um and then yeah the highest one is the zoom party that we're gonna watch a jay's game because that's the thing and unfortunately people are picking that peer tier so we have to do it now um, yes. but uh appreciate it, okay, yeah, that's uh that's that
1: by the way, we had about thirty minutes off the top here for the patreon members and I know a lot of patreon members probably skip our little uh
0: I don't think anybody does <laughs> for
1: example, maybe the new they, ones do I think maybe if you've the been, new ones?
0: if you've been with us for like a three little while years, and now yeah, you subscribe to the Patreon and you're like, all right, let's watch this, you might be in for a shock. Um, but eventually you're going to be like, I can't believe I've been missing out on this the whole time.
1: There you go. Yes. We had a long, yeah, we had a long talk about your daughter and, uh, you roast <laughs> writing roast jokes for her <laughs> yeah. to take yeah. on her school bully. <laughs> and then, uh, true story. It just, yeah. It really wound into a, yo mama's so fat jokes, uh, <laughs> side street as we normally When we're talking, start putting off side streets on our conversations. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, we don't need to recap the Patreon. There is lots there, though, for you. We are always putting out content. And on that, let's get into the mailbag.
0: Yeah. Uh, Okay. So a lot of comments and questions from the Patreon. So that's awesome to see. Keep it up, guys and gals. Yes. Uh Again, we
1: did have some new Patreon members join over the weekend. So just honestly, anyone who is joining, we really do thank you and want you to know you're appreciated. If we don't mention you by name, apologies, but we do notice and it is a big deal.
0: Absolutely. That is something that we need to get better at too. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Okay. Uh, So first one comes in from Deb, who says, thanks for all the content today. Woohoo, Monday. So we got the MLB Mondays episode out yesterday, uh, and then we also, as you said off the top, had our interview with uh, Damiano Palagiani. Did I get that?
1: Palmagiani.
0: Palmagiani with the
1: chef kiss emoji. The chef kiss emoji, the Italian emoji.
0: (laughs) There we go. Um, She also says, random thought. I've heard that the podcast algorithms respond favorably to people rating and leaving reviews. So I've done it and it could be helpful if others do as well. Best blue Jays podcast out there. And I've searched slash checked out most of them. So,
1: Oh, well, thank you very much, Deb.
0: Here you go. And, uh, yeah, everybody else get on it. Leave us a review, would you? Yeah. It's that one star. Would be very helpful. Bad comments are still comments. The algorithm is a dumb, dumb, fickle beast. Okay. Uh, Yesterday's mailbag, I think I referred to Calgary as the largest city in North America uh, Mm -hmm. in terms of land area. I did, however, say this is unverified. This is a rumor that I heard. You
1: were very clear. I was very clear. Nothing to back this up. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I, I requested that the grounds crew do the homework and Johnny did just that, looked it up. Uh, largest city by urban area in North America is New York City, and it's not close. I love that he added, and it's not close, which is basically saying, you're an idiot. You thought Calgary was bigger than New York? Not even close, but not even close. So (laughs) thanks for that. Um, Also added, uh, you've made me want to watch this movie again. That is in reference to my horribly done but still lengthy recap of Armageddon. Of, Armageddon. of what I
1: guessed and, was
0: and Armageddon.
1: This this was MLB Mondays, by the way, so this is the extra Patreon show. This is what like you're missing out on if you're but not. But that's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Okay.
0: Here you go, New Armageddon.
1: York. New York Obviously is big. the largest city by landmass. <laughs>
0: yeah. But uh,
1: Calgary and- does have a lot of sprawl a lot of sprawl In still, defense. In yeah, it defense. still feels
0: big for 1 million it's it feels it feels like 10 million um anyways there you go hey here's an idea we used to do uh baseball movie reviews uh a league of their own field of dreams uh, mr baseball the list goes on and on just throwing this out there you want to do a armageddon movie review
1: i don't know you're like no those were (laughs) those
0: were a fucking lot of work i don't oh
1: man they were a lot of work yeah all right
0: uh next one comes from mish who commented on our announcement on patreon that we are doing the watch party for the tuesday september the 22nd yankees game that is the sixth last game of the season uh that'll be the one that we're watching on Zoom. So she says, she's going to be at that game. So oh,
1: there you go. Lottie da, Lottie da
0: Oh, it gets Lottie da ear because she says, "I'm at that game and then in brackets, I'm at all the remaining home games and the wild card series." Ooh. Uh, she says, "But if we do get to the ALCS, uh I'm there." So if we do a watch party for that if we keep going. Okay. Then, uh, we'll see Mish in the Zoom room there. So, there you Noted. go. Noted. Uh, also says, be all the way back in, Scott. She needs company.
1: So, And I am all the way in. I've never left. Uh, you left. I After never game left. Game four of the was, Rangers even, series, you left. You I liar. even said, I still think they're going to make the playoffs. I uh, have never wavered on that. Now, was I obviously in- incredibly down and disappointed after the Rangers series. Who wasn't?
0: (laughs) Oh man. Okay. So I, the thumbnail after that Rangers series was John Schneider needs to be fired right now. And then they rattle off three wins. So I got a lot of hate coming my way for that. Like this didn't age well and blah, blah, blah. And to that, I still say we barely got by the Red Sox who are a bad team. We're lucky to have swept that series. We very easily, Could have lost that series two to one. We stumbled blindly and backwards into success. Also, to clarify my stance on John Schneider, I'm not necessarily calling for his head, although I'm not necessarily not. What I am or was at least saying was if the intent of the front office is if the if the Blue Jays don't make the playoffs or blah, blah, blah. If the plan is to move on from John Schneider next year in that situation, just do it now. That's what I'm saying. If the plan is, no, he's our guy and they still have faith in him, then, okay, who am I to, to question that? Just a fan. But let's dead cat bounce our You can't move on
1: anyway. from him in the middle of a playoff race with 12 games left.
0: No, but you can in the middle of a playoff race with 15 games left after being swept by the most important <laughs> opponent in that race. Uh, yeah, that would have been the time to do it. Now, yeah, after a three-game sweep when the other teams lost 11 out of the 12 that they needed. Yeah, now we can't fire John Schneider. And maybe we shouldn't. I'm not saying we should, but it just... That was the thing, and has it aged well? Yes or no? I don't know. I'm glad we won the three that we needed to win. Mm -hmm. Six and six the rest of the way. You think we can do that?
1: I think they gotta go seven and five. But yeah, who knows the way this? Well, hey, six and six.
0: We got we got Mariners playing the Astros seven times. That's guaranteed four losses for somebody. Sorry, what? The Rangers, but yes. Okay. Yeah. Um. So that's four of the losses to match the six that we're going to have potentially. So they only need to lose two extra games in their remaining eight. It's possible.
1: No, you are right. I think that six and six, you know, there's a 60% chance that gets it done.
0: If, if we go six and six and I'm not double checking this too closely, but broadly speaking, give or take one game in either direction. But if we go six and six and the Rangers go, four or sorry go three and four against the Mariners then they still got to win like go six and two in their final eight games just to match anyway I don't know my head's spinning when I start looking at the numbers I'm fucking exhausted point is the
1: J- I think the we're Jays, almost at a point
0: where six and six is doable
1: the Jays four and two against the Yankees stick. two and
0: four against the Rays it's, it's very doable the
1: Jays curve Currently sit with an, a 79% chance of making the playoffs according to fan graphs. There's 12 games remaining in all of these teams' schedules that are vying for these final two wild card spots. And we continue to watch Toronto, Houston, Seattle, Texas. Not take the bull by the horns and and take the spots. Nobody has really, I mean, to watch Texas lose four in a row after sweeping us, it's just, it's so mind blowing. And man, it has made me feel better about where the Blue Jays are talking to fans of some of these other teams, right? Like talking to Juan about the Mariners and where that fan base mm-hmm. is at. And they're not any happier enjoying things any more than Blue Jays fans. They're pulling their hair out right now after watching the Mariners go on a historic run for the franchise in August and now literally not be able to put up runs again, which has been the Jays' Achilles heel. The Texas Rangers, man, the Rangers are 6-20 in their last 26 games outside of those four they played against the Blue Jays. 10 and 20 in their last 30. And that's with sweeping the Jays. The Houston Astros have not taken this division by storm. Like everyone predicted they would like they're currently one game above Toronto. And they also play three games against the Rangers and three games against the Mariners. Man. The Jays would really need like the truth is the Jays could win five of seven or go five and seven in their next 12 and still make the playoffs.
0: Yeah. I don't wish
1: to see it play out that way. I don't want to see them back in. It would sure be nice to see them just go in there and can they win all of these series? Probably not, but if they can split it. So six and six, I would way rather they do more than that, but who knows? This team is trying to figure out the Rubik's Cube that is the 2023 Toronto Blue Jays.
0: The A's did not beat the Mariners last night, but the Orioles beat the Astros. That helps Mm -hmm. us. And the Rangers lost to the Red Sox. So. Of
1: the last 15 games, After that Texas series that Mm -hmm. could affect the Toronto Blue Jays, 13 of those 15 have gone in the way of the Jays. It is insane mathematically Mm -hmm. what has taken place over the last four days. Literally Seattle winning over Oakland and Houston beating Kansas City on Sunday are the only two games that haven't gone the Jays way. It's insane. It's like
0: uh, if you had a 13 game parlay. And you put yeah. $10 down to win a million because you're not going to get all 13 right. And it's like, well, we got 13 out of 15. That's pretty good. It's pretty, pretty good. good. Okay. Uh, let's move on from there. Um, <clears throat> yesterday, we also talked about uh, service time and how that works. And the significance of the 10-year milestone in service time, which doesn't get enough attention. Uh, you broke it down nicely. Um, Johnny added to that uh, and says the 10 years of service time doesn't just apply to playing time in Major League Baseball. Uh, It's added to time as a staff member as well. So if a player goes into uh, being a hitting coach or a batting strategist or as a manager or any of that, that all is service time accrued towards that 10 year milestone, which is very significant uh, in terms of pensioning and stuff like that. So, yeah. There you go.
1: Yeah, that 10-year milestone is the holy grail for for baseball players, and it is why you will see, and it's funny that Johnny brought it up because I didn't even know this, but you see guys take uh, assistant hitting coach job mm-hmm. for two years. A, a lot of those guys start looking into it. They're probably at 7-8 service time seven, eight years service time, and it tops it up. And the big things that it gets is the pension and the 401k for them. And Mm -hmm. and on top of that, it also pays for all of their medical, which, you know, as America is huge, as America uh, is very expensive for medical bills. And athletes do have long-term lingering injuries in a lot of cases. I've heard that a lot (laughs) of these, a lot of these guys, it's a big deal to get that.
0: I wonder what Tommy John costs uh, out of pocket. You lived in the States. Like if you were just a construction worker swinging a hammer all day, and you needed Tommy John surgery. Like how fucked are you?
1: I bet it's a hundred thousand dollars. I bet, you just, I bet yeah. you just can't, you just got to go with a shit arm. You just don't start swinging at lefty. Crazy. Anyways, we don't need to get into <laughs> politics. This has
0: been pol- politics talk with Adam and Scott. Uh, yeah. All right. Next one from Matt Finley says, Hey, Scott and Adam. Question for the mailbag. First off, how's it going? It's going good,
1: Matt. Long time. It's been a while since Mister Finley spoke up, but uh, good to good to see you putting in a comment here.
0: Uh, Second, wonder if you guys could give your predictions for who of the current roster is back for 2024. Uh, Obviously, some givens, but the pending free agents and guys like Kirk, Espinal, Bicio, all those fringe guys, etc. Cheers. Cheers to you, Matt Finley. Raise a glass. I love
1: this question because there are so many ways that it can go. Um, I'm going to take the safe bet here. Okay. And and I'm going to say that Bo and Vlad are still going to be the pillars and core of this team next year. Uh, in the outfield, Dalton Barshow and George Springer are going nowhere. I'd be mm-hmm. very surprised if they do wind up bringing Kevin Kiermaier back as much as I love Kevin Kiermaier. I think that he's taken that one year deal with the Jays and proved himself. He's healthy. His mm-hmm. swing in the bat, the best he has in years. In fact, his numbers haven't been this good since 2000. 2000- 17 so he has turned the clock back and I think he's going to be after him and his camp will want somewhere in the two to three year range term wise probably 10 to 12 million a year so you know it's probably going to take three years 36 mil something like that to get Kevin Kiermeyer. and he's a little bit of a redundancy in the outfield and honestly Dalton Varshow is so good at center you're actually decreasing his value by putting him in left yeah and yeah, you need a point. you need an outfielder that's going to hit some home runs. I really do believe that. So I don't know if they maybe look back to Lourdes or Ate Oscar. Those are kind of expensive options. Lourdes not as expensive. You can probably bring Lourdes back in in a seven to ten million dollar range. But we'll see. He also did just make his first All Star game with Arizona and had a really good season. Power wise, he's looked the best he has uh, in years. So that's a that's a scenario uh, on the infield. I think Chapman's gone. Yeah, I think sure that too. we're going to see some interesting things go on internally. I really do think that Aralvis Martinez, who has continued to excel at Triple A after kind of writing the ship in Double A, uh, becoming better hitter with his average and mm-hmm. striking out far less than he was in continuing to hit bombs. I think Aralvis Martinez is going to compete for that internally, as well as Addison Barger, another one of the top prospects in the Blue Jay system. Davis Schneider also moves all over the diamond. I think he is going to be competing to take some reps at third, as well as second base. I think Whit Merrifield is gone. I don't think they're going to revisit Whit as good as he has been uh, for periods of the season. We have seen the chink in his armor, if you will. Uh, as this season has gone on. So I do think that they feel that they can replace his numbers internally, whether it is through a Kevin Biggio who has had a spectacular season and a Santiago Espinal, uh Davis Schneider. You know, there are internal options there. Will they go out and spend money on a DH or a guy who can slotted into that cleanup spot? Dear God, I hope so. Truly, I hope so. Now, when you look at their pitching, I think that a lot of it is already locked up. We're going to see a lot of returning characters. Obviously, Jose Barrios, Kevin Gosman, Yusei Kikuchi, and Chris Bassett are all locked up next year. Uh, And most of them are locked up going into the year after that as well. Kikuchi will be on his walk year and the lone pitcher out of those four that uh, is a free agent shortly. Ryu has gone. Is Alec Manoa going to be our number five starter? Can we depend on him to be our number five starter? I would prefer this front office not roll the dice on that. Is Alec Manoa even going to be back? There's all these rumors that the relationship between the franchise and him is too fractured and irreparable, and he could be on the move. I would be shocked because of how low his value obviously is currently, but if the Jays get a nice little offer, maybe even if it is slightly below market value, but not too below, they may, they may move on from him. So we'll see what happens, but truly when you look at the bullpen, I think uh, Jordan Hicks is the only one that's gone. I think we see pretty much the entire bullpen come back and there are some interesting options such as Hagen Danner, in the minor league system that we could see be given an opportunity out of spring training. That's my opinion. What do I
0: know? (laughs) Someone was prepared. Holy. Um, Yeah. Great breakdown. Uh, My Coles notes version is that I agree with most of that. Um, I would be cool with bringing Kiermaier back still. But you're right, if he's looking for a three-year deal, I don't think that fits with our plans because we do have like Arelvis and some other guys that I think by year three, we've already got George Springer for three more years who's already kind of a fourth outfielder. Um, Chapman is what surprises me how much I've pivoted on my opinions towards him. Absolutely loved him through the first year and a half he was here. Uh, Apathetic towards him is how I'm feeling now. Currently. Part of that is part of the part of that is the play of guys like Kevin Biggio who really good all of a sudden defensively, not just good enough everywhere. He's starting to be really good. Um as far as like Addison Barger and, and those kind of guys I think for next spring I'd rather I, I think I'd rather see a guy like Davis Schneider have a full time job out of spring training and then have some run with it. Um Espinal I think is expendable. I know there's Espinal fans out there who are going to hate me for this, but I'd get rid of him for next to nothing. Like I whatever we can get, like of course, but I think he's more of just a he's taking somebody else's job. Like
1: Espinal has value, and I think that you could move him on the open market for something reasonable, at least prospect-wise, which may be the direction they take. Because, like you said, there's going to be a lot of the roster spot, right? right.
0: There's going to be a lot of moves this offseason, whether it is bringing in a a big booming outfield corner position and a DH and a whatever. But like, even if you just say, okay, let's look at the twenty sixth man on this roster. Espinal is he a good enough twenty sixth man? sure I guess but like I'd rather have Davis Schneider be our 26th man -hmm. like by a mile I know that it's like okay small sample size with Davis Schneider and like Espinall was a freaking all-star right um which is correct which is correct but also like you you don't hit for power on accident unless you're me um Power isn't the be and all and all, but like has
1: showed yes. a lot of power.
0: So Espinal, the season that he was an all star, the entire season in one hundred and thirty five games, hit seven home runs. Davis Schneider has eight mm-hmm. in thirty games and, already,
1: and Davis Schneider is going through the rookie struggle right now, where the yep. league has adjusted to him a little bit. Honestly, if you have watched the games the last few days, yeah, Davis Schneider has been snake bit, but man, he is still really hitting the ball hard, and just is missing his spots a little bit. That happens, right? Yeah, and I guess where I'm at, where
0: I'm at with the Davis Schneider is that like the ceiling is way more enticing of what what he could be than what Espinol is. Like Espinol, I feel like he's been around long enough. We know what he is
1: which is a solid dude. Solid dude in the clubhouse. The bench. Yeah. He can move all around the diamond. You're not going to worry about him defensively and he is going to come up with some big hits. He does definitely uh run into too many ground balls and if you're going to start tallying up double plays, Espinal is is in the group of guys who does tend to do that.
0: Espinal, more like expendable. Hey. How's that for a roast, boy? Look out, Anthony. I'm coming for you. I'm, I'm getting the muscles <laughs> warm for this roast battle. Yeah. All right. Um.
1: Yeah. Biggio. I think, I think he's it, back next year. I mean, I, there's I, no way. I
0: was just about to say I could see him getting moved because.
1: Which, who knows what direction be, they this, go. You're right.
0: And what he's like. Dep- yeah, it depends on the pieces we bring in. But Biggio, his value going into this offseason, to his credit, is the highest it's been in years.
1: Mm-hmm. And maybe you sell high.
0: Maybe you sell high. Maybe you go, hey, yeah, we got Addison terrible. Barger coming up. We got Elvis coming up. Do we really want to hold on to guys like Espinal and guys like BGO for another year mm-hmm. where they're just taking Arelvis' spot as the 26th, or whatever the case may be? And then you're like, well... If Bgio has another down year, now you're giving him away the same way you're giving away Espinal. And I think Biggio has more value because he has mm-hmm. more versatility. I think the upside with Bgio is like he's he's got a power stroke. And this is something that I think we've seen with a couple guys like Danny Jansen. And when they change that approach and they just go, I'm going to just close my eyes and swing hard in case I hit it. Mm-hmm. It's all like if you get 20 home runs out of a full season of Biggio, like from your, tili- yeah. your utility guy, like that's... You know, with a on base, if he can get his on base percentage, like high again, like all of a sudden Biggio, like there's some real appeal there. He's showing the same way Kevin Kiermeier has kind of reestablished that like he's found his younger self or whatever. I think that's just enough with Kevin Biggio to go to an Astros or somebody and be like, hey, this is your guy. You know, you want a, yeah. a good rock solid 25th man on your roster? That's Kevin Biggio. You know, like,
1: and you touched on this a little earlier in the episode with Biggio. And it, it I mean, Kevin Biggio has improved his defense so much. You know, like that was the one thing about his versatility that everyone was telling He's not getting blown lie. up at the,
0: at the hot corner by those hard exactly. line drives
1: anymore. Like, so he can play anywhere average, and it's it's starting to look a little bit above average, and it's because he is getting those reps in right mm-hmm. field. He is getting those reps at the hot corner. He is putting in the time and the work, and it is starting to show off uh, and pay off. And I think that in the scenario where baseball is and, and the Blue Jays in general who have constantly valued versatility, Biggio is not alone anymore. As a guy mm-hmm. who can be moved all over the bases, right? Like when you talk about the guys coming up through the system, Aralvis yep. Martinez, he plays second, short, and third. You look, and he started taking some some reps in left field. You look at a guy like Addison Barger, and he does the same thing. He plays second and third really well. He plays left field quite well. You mm-hmm. look at a guy like a dude we just had on the podcast yesterday, right? Damiano Pamoggiani, right? He plays nice. third base and first base and has some second. Reps, second base reps this season already. Okay. He's, he played a little bit in the outfield last year. He's a guy who can move around, Canadian kid showing big power outside of Davis Schneider. Pomagiani is putting up dingers at a pace ahead of almost everyone else in the system outside of Aralvis Martinez, which is very, very impressive. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'm with, with you there with Vigio. With Biggio, with Biggio, yeah. His versatility is huge, but. There are guys who are showing versatility as well, and maybe it is, uh, depending on what you get back from, time to move on. Who knows?
0: It does feel like the way the prospects have been brought up because we've had, like, well, there's no room for you on our team as a shortstop. Mm -hmm. There's no room for you on our team as a first base. Like, you got to get some of that. So I do think that the value of having a Biggio who can play everywhere but catcher um, is nullified, like you said, by having everyone else being able to play a couple spots, mm-hmm. right? Like there is that versatility where instead of having two guys that can play everywhere, you have everyone that can play two spots and it kind of works itself out too. Maybe I think, I don't know, hmm. but uh, Alejandro Kirk, Danny Jansen uh injured again a bit. So I wonder what they're going to do at the catcher position.
1: This could be someplace. This could be a position we see. I, I don't know if I even wish to call it an upgrade, but a change. Go a different direction. Well, Which would mean I would say there's going to be like Kirk.
0: I was going to say there's going to be real pressure on him to. I know it's not kosher these days to fat shame anybody and. Whatever. Thank I'll say myself. Thank God for that, because I'd have even more shame coming my way. I'm the first to admit it, but. when Danny Jansen is going to get a pitch in the knuckle inevitably and miss four weeks, six weeks in the middle of next season, Kirk needs to be able to play 25 out of 30 games and have the conditioning to, to handle that. Like it just,
1: we, we,
0: the way our a catching things- position is right now, I don't think we can go ahead. Go ahead.
1: A few things to touch on on Kirk. Defensively, one of, in fact, he ranks uh, defensive runs saved as the number one catcher in all of baseball. He has 15 defensive runs saved. Danny Jansen has minus one. So the position defensively, very, very well looked after currently. Alejandro Kirk, because of his body type in a lot of cases, can be... the narrative can be he's poor defensively because of that, and that is not the case at all. Now, one thing we have watched this year, his bat speed is way down from even just last year. His foot speed also has decreased since last year, and I do think that maybe if the Jays can get him to have a Vladdy offseason from 2020 to 2021, where Vladdy yeah. just really started to take uh, the way he ate seriously and the way he looked after his body. And he dropped 30 pounds and he came in and he, he had the season of his career, right? Yep. So if they can get Kirkie to do something like that, and I'm not saying that Kirk isn't fine the way he is, but uh, even if he can get back to where he was in 2022, just that little bit of extra bat speed, right? Just carrying a little bit less weight and, uh, I I know what a sensitive way this is to talk about this, and I'm also well aware Alejandro Kirk is in better shape than any of us, you know, than Adam Mm -hmm. and I, any of you watching, almost without a doubt, right? So, uh, you know, but he's also a professional athlete.
0: It's a relative measurement, though. It's a relative measurement. As far as stand-up comedians go, I'm in good enough shape, you know?
1: Like, look at look. I'm at not out of Bo breath Bichette when is. I get
0: on stage. Uh, that's enough. But I'm like, not. That's trying the to thing, right? It's like
1: you look at what Bo Chet looked like in 2021 compared to now. Man, he is so much more muscular, and you mm-hmm. just can tell that. Yeah, he has lost a little bit of foot speed because of it. But my goodness, his arm strength is much better. We watched him improve defensively. Eh immensely this season he's not firing balls into the crowd anymore he's not overthrowing because he seems confident in his arm strength and where he is Mm -hmm. on the on the field and that's massive so we can have that kind of uh renaissance from kirk i think we're fine at the
0: kirkasans if you will a -a kirkasans but
1: (laughs) but we do need (laughs) more out of him we need more out of kirk offensively we need if if we can find a happy medium between 2022 and 2023 and he can continue to call a good game and be defensively as elite as he has been i'm fine with alejandro kirk behind the plate i don't think we need a change but and there's there's things that went into this too outside of kirk's um con- he couldn't control right he had a kid right he showed up to spring training late because his wife it took longer like I think the baby was like a week and a half past the due date or something like that like it just there were a lot of things that happened where he got a slow start and he never really came out of it in my opinion
0: Alec Manoa
1: goes twice for him (laughs) I I don't think he's a Blue Jay next year, man. I don't think he's Uh, a Blue Jay. I don't either. I just, I don't know. It bums me out so much. I just was such a Manoa fan. I think we all were. It's just, I really hope he gets it together. I hope it's overblown. I hope that, like, this Rodgers coming out was all, you know, and reporting on this. I don't know, man. It's just the whole scenario is weird. I just.
0: I, okay. I think it's bad. I think it's really bad because, The timing of it coming out was to say less than ideal is still a very charitable way of putting it. Um, I think if things were medium bad or like just kind of bad, like, okay, we're annoyed with you and you're annoyed with us and blah, blah, blah. But like, we're still getting married and it is what it is. I feel like both sides would have been able to keep this under wraps a little bit more. Like, Hey, we know you're fucking pissed at us. We're going to come up with this story. Can you just agree to that publicly that that's why you're not pitching for the bison right now or vice versa? Right. But the fact that they weren't even able to like come to terms on a cover story that saves face. Yeah. To the, to the point where they're like, well, I guess we got to just let the cat out of the bag then because this is a fucking disaster and we can't, we can't, like it's
1: it's a bummer. It's not a
0: good look right it's no. not a good look so and then then i also wonder like i don't know i was going to say it does the if he doesn't get traded does he just stroll back into toronto next april for spring training and everyone's like alex nice to see you like is there any residual like hurt feelings in the clubhouse or is everybody just like, ah, it's business? Because it might just be like, now nah, they're like, ah, it's business. Alex has got to take care of himself. I get it. It's a business. It's too bad. There's a weird, I like, Alec, Alec quit on the Blue Jays narrative, and I don't like it.
1: Yeah, I, I don't either, and I, I don't know if that's how the players would interpret it. But that said, Adam, they could. It's right? a stark like...
0: contrast to the way Kikuchi handled his demotion last year.
1: It really is, and if even if you look at like look at Vladdy and his struggles, at no point did and I I know there's people who who feel differently that think that Vladdy has not put in the effort. I just don't get that. I I mm-hmm. it looks like he's busting his ass constantly. He's always out in the cage, and I mean he's pulling out of it right now. Showing showing the most power he has. All Trying too hard
0: much. is all I've ever.
1: Yeah, blamed the, him
0: is like it looks like he's stressing out there. He needs to be relaxed. He's anyway. It just
1: it just there's guys who have been there over a long period of time who have gone through ups and downs themselves, and we're always there. And it just I, I it does make me curious how the team is perceiving Alec Manoa's departure and the way he has handled it. I hope that it is looked at as like business is business, because if there's a riff in the clubhouse with him, he is gone. It's over.
0: Worst case scenario, that riff is divisive where half the clubhouse has his back. Yeah. A Boba type who goes, Hey, yeah, these fucking Jays, they're greedy for every dollar, and he's just doing what he's got to do to get his bag, and good for him. And then other guys are like, "Yeah, but fuck, man, could you not distracted us during the most important stretch of the season and like just fucking put the work in like the rest of us? Like, you don't want to divide club yeah, clubhouse. Don't know, Ugh. Yeah, gross. No, I I'm agree. sick even thinking I about agree. it. Anyways, no. I don't think he quit on the team, but it is. I do think his time in Toronto is done. I don't know how they recoup their losses. I mean, they're not going to get a fair market value for them, but also they're like professional sports is the halls of fame or whatever is littered with carcasses who have similar majestic seasons and then never come close to that again. Yeah. yeah. Jays have a couple of those guys too, where it's like, holy shit, this guy was awesome. And now it's like, he's a bum. You know, so I don't know. I'm not jury still out on what Alec Manoa really is. Although I would say if I had advice to the fan base, anybody who maybe owns an Alec Manoa jersey is uh brace for him to report. Uh, in amazing shape next year. For another team. Yeah. I think there's gonna be a real fuck you attitude lit under his ass. Good for him if that's the case. Um, but I think it's gonna be I'll show those fucking Jays when I'm pitching for the Yankees next year. Ugh, gross. What a sentence. I, I hope
1: it's I hope it's I hope it's with the Jays. I hope it's yeah. with the Jays and he, he comes as in a fan, I do too. I just just to spite the front office. But anyways, let's move on from this.
0: All right. Uh that was a gross topic. Okay, um still on Patreon here. Marcus says less of a question this week, more of a statement. Uh, I can understand the fans who say they don't think the Jays will make the playoffs, but I don't get the whole what's the point of even making the playoffs? They have no shot versus teams A, B, and C. Um, as someone who has a Cardinals, sorry, as someone who has the Cardinals as his NL team and was actually living in St. Louis, uh During their 2006 World Series win as an 83-79 and team, uh, nothing is impossible in MLB playoffs. I'm at the height of my toxic positivity um, as this team is built for the playoffs with the pitching staff, uh, the defense, and some underachieving, but ultimately very talented bats. Uh, Some real toxic positivity there from Marcus, and I love it.
1: I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Um, Marcus is in. He's Marcus back in, baby. In. He's <laughs> all the way
0: in, Jerry. He's all the way in. Um. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. To everything he said. Yes. I, agreed. Nail on the head. Um, and
1: I do think that it, it is a little bit of a generational thing. I think if you are a old season vet of a baseball fan, you've seen enough to know that anything can happen in the playoffs. And I know that there's a lot of negativity and I'm not saying it's, I don't want to be the old man on, on you kids. You never are positive enough because there's lots of crotchety old men who aren't very positive either. That's not the point. The point is, is that if you haven't seen and experienced the craziness of a team that maybe isn't uh playoff worthy, then become playoff worthy and go on a run you don't know. So Marcus bringing up St. Louis in 2006, and that's not the only example there are. I mean, we, we bring it up all the time. The Phillies won 87 games last year and went all the way to the world series.
0: Phillies with 87 wins, uh, beat the Cardinals with 93 wins in the first round in the second round. Uh, three to one, they won the series against the 101 win Atlanta Braves, and then beat the 89 win Padres uh, to go to the World Series. The Padres, by the way, with 89 wins, uh, eliminated the 111 win yes. LA Dodgers.
1: New York oh, LA Dodgers! That's LA right. Dodgers.
0: They, well, sorry, they did also uh, eliminate the New York Mets on their way there. So the Padres <laughs> took out the 101 win Mets, then the 111. When LA Dodgers had to have felt pretty fucking good against uh with their chances against the Phillies with 87 wins, and then lost that series four to one. Yeah. So that's the thing. It's and that's the baseball purists. This is why they hate expanded playoffs. Yes, this yes. is the exact argument against it. Is it's yes. its kind of fucking bullshit for a team to win 87, you play 106.
1: 106- Sixty-two games and a team that gets in on eighty-seven wins is good. Yeah, yeah. I, and I, you know what? I there's not there's validity to that argument too. I
0: hear it as a baseball purist, but also I would say I don't fucking care. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm give me sixteen teams in the playoffs. Uh, playoff baseball is the best baseball. Um, and yeah, once you're in, anything can happen. Ticket to the dance is all you need.
1: We've um, disagreed on this many times. I hate the idea of 16 teams, but the way things are now, I am quite enjoying it. And I actually, uh, for someone who is against expanded playoffs when they first introduced it last year, uh, been loving it. And the amount of fan bases that are still in it in mid September is it's way better. There's not two thirds of baseball fandom that has checked out and it's pretty cool.
0: Very, very cool. Okay, uh, next one comes from uh, Wyatt, who says, Hey, fellas, for Mailbag, I'd like your thoughts. For his body style and how hard he hits the ball, do you see any similarities between Vladi and Prince Fielder? Uh, and do you think Vladdy's swing runs the risk of him having back injuries in his career?
1: This is an interesting question because, I mean, I have drawn the comparison to Prince Fielder and Vladi before. They do have... Uh, similar body types and both play first base and, uh, both exude extreme power when they're on their game. Prince Fielder, obviously calling it a career far before he should have had to truly a disappointing uh moment for the Milwaukee Brewers when he had to call it a quits. I think he was like 31 or 32, yeah,
0: 32 midway through the 32 season.
1: And it was literally just because his back was screwed. He couldn't swing anymore. And and with how hard Vladdy swings, yeah, there's there's obviously some concern. Everybody's different. Everyone, even if their body types are very similar, is going to respond differently to rigorous activity. I guess to answer the question of, am I concerned? Yeah, a little bit. But I'm also concerned about everyone's health on this team. And it is such a roll of the dice as to how well health holds up. I mean, ask Danny Jansen about it.
0: Uh, One thing I'll say, and yes, ask Danny Jansen about it, uh, in terms of size and comparing. Vladdy's a big boy. Uh, Prince Fielder was really big. Yeah. Uh, 5'11". 275 is what his baseball reference page has him at uh vladdy three inches taller at six foot two and 30 pounds lighter yeah so on a like pounds per inch uh, psi pounds per square inch uh measurement uh, substantially slimmer than prince fielder uh by the Just way doing
1: the math the distribution of his his weight is far better off than Prince Fielder, and I guarantee there's not the same sort of um strain on his back as there was on Prince Fielder. Now,
0: unfortunately, looking at another portly fellow, Alejandro Kirk, weighs the same as Vladdy, according to baseball reference, at two forty five, however, five foot eight, yeah. six inches shorter. So Yeah, whatever. I don't know. I'm not a scientist, but that's uh, that's my thoughts on it. I think I think Vladdy's fine. I don't think. He's not a a lean guy. He's not Fernando Tatis Jr. But no, when I look at Vlad, I don't see uh, an out of shape athlete anymore.
1: And one thing that we can really hang our hat on when it comes to Vlad is his durability has been incredible since the moment he stepped onto a big league mm-hmm. field. He has just okay. minimal time being in there, almost 155 to 160 games every year. So, uh, if 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 his career trajectory holds firm, he should be fine.
0: Okay, uh, great question. Next one uh, also from Patreon, and then I swear we do have some from Twitter and stuff like that. So uh, Alex says, I agree that Bo and Vladdy aren't getting any protection, but the point of protection is so that your guy gets pitches to hit. Uh, Exactly. He says both Bo and Vlad were getting plenty of fastballs down the middle that they were just missing. Uh, I forget where I heard it today, but apparently the Jays are second to last in slugging on middle, middle fastballs this season. Middle height, right over the plate, behind only the Athletics. Pretty eye-opening, says Alex. Yeah, couldn't agree more.
1: And it is, and I know that there was a stat about Vladdy and forcing fastballs and how he's hitting it, and it has decreased substantially from 2021 to 2022 and even more substantially from 2022 to 2023 so is Vladdy going to need to hit the off season and really concentrate on getting his swing back to hitting four seam fastballs uh yes please should be a priority and i i <laughs> think it is a priority amongst this coaching staff of the blue jays and Vladdy in general
0: I would not at all be surprised if Vladdy had a big old bounce back season next year. Yeah, me um, neither. Never question his work ethic or his attitude or anything. He's, sluggling, he's struggling for sure. Yeah. Um. Although, the home runs are starting to come. I mean, it's not a September bow out of Vladdy yet, but I mean, he's at 24 home runs right now. Like,
1: I was just going to say, he very well could still finish the season with 28 home runs and a hundred RBIs. It's it. He really could, which yeah, that's a downgrade from previous seasons. Still not too shabby. Not generational. I I didn't look
0: at his, I didn't look at his game logs from the 40, 50 ish home run season. He had there two years ago, but there are plenty of 12 game stretches where, the best sluggers in the world hit six home runs. There's not, it's not unrealistic to think Vladdy could still get to 30.
1: Who knows? That would be wild, but
0: right time of year to be doing it. Uh, if we can have him getting hot, but he's looking the best he's looked all year long swinging the bat. Yeah. And the home runs are starting to come. What is it? Three in the last four games. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's, uh, I want Vladdy to be a success. I really want it. Um, Okay, let's move to Twitter now. Kikuchi's Beard DM'd us and said, hey guys, different type of question. Uh, In hockey or football, being tempered by close games and situations often builds something for the playoffs. Uh, If we make it, and that's a big if, do you guys think that with all these close games we've had uh, will have any positive impact on us, or does it just mean we've taxed our bullpen with too many high-stress innings?
1: I don't care what it is in life, experience reigns supreme. Being there, having done that, and having a path as to how to handle certain situations is the crux of success. And again, mm-hmm. I don't give a shit if it's baseball, if it's plumbing, whatever it is. Sometimes you're in over your head if you've never been there. And listen, the Blue Jays have been there time and time and time again with close games. It feels like they either lose by five or they win by one. And is there something to be said for, for being forged in fire, right? For for hardening in these most difficult of situations? I I truly do believe there is. And if there is anything that this team can feel good about. It's the fact that they don't give up a lot of runs. Their pitching is about as solid as it comes. The bullpen's the best it's been in franchise, arguably history. I mean, that's taking a pretty big step being Tom Hankey and Dwayne Ward and Mike Timlin were all in the, in the bullpen back in the Mm early nineties, but there's an argument to be made. Do they score enough runs? No. Can they still win a playoff, a three game playoff? series a five-game playoff series a seven-game playoff series i truly do believe they can so to answer the question in my opinion yeah i do think that there is some real value in some of these tight games and the fact that the jays have had to play um playoff baseball basically since since the trade deadline Mm -hmm. now on the other side kikuchi's beard isn't wrong uh has the back into the bullpen, been stressed a little bit more. Yes. The good news is, is that when it comes to length, the starting pitching staff of the Toronto blue Jays ranks top five in all of baseball for innings pitched. And, uh, having Chad green come off the IL and starting to look as good as he has and be a fresh high leverage arm could go a long ways. There you go.
0: Yeah, I agree with all that. Um, Let's just move to the next one then. Uh, From Twitter, Jason says, Hey guys, love the podcast, but for the life of me, I don't see how you both could think this team is a success. They are just bad. They barely beat Boston and got lucky to do so. When they played a real team, the Rangers, they folded. Uh, They won't make the playoffs, and if they do, it's luck and won't get anywhere. We kind of touched on this um, There's, there is number one,
1: Jason. Thank you for reaching out, and, and we appreciate that you're a uh, listener of the pod and enjoy it. There is so much about this, I hate Adam.
0: Yeah, <laughs> even the name Jason is just so stupid. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, Jason's See, a great it's name, roasts,
1: it's roast like this. I, that, I know. Uh, this this is, can wait. Yeah, can I tell you,
0: uh, this is why I had to stop doing the roast battles? Would be my it drove my wife nuts because I was just a little bit more. You're in roast
1: mind all the time. Yeah.
0: So like she'd like cook dinner and I'd just say like little shitty jabs. Cause like, I'm usually like, Oh, dinner smells so good. Like, thank you for cooking. And "Mm, my favorite, whatever. And then I'm like, Oh, something. And then something shitty would come out. I can't, I can't improv on this bottom blanking, but yeah. So apologies to everyone over the next uh, week as I ramp up <laughs> to uh ramp up your de- roasting ramp up my roasting to just dismantle this twelve year old bully um
1: my apologies so yes okay so to start with Jason um I will agree I don't, that we're we are we are lucky to sweep the Red Sox
0: and the okay, Red Sox I will are agree not a good with
1: the, okay number one number one I don't Remember a time where Adam and I ever touted this team as a complete success? How can you call anything a success before we know if they're even going to be in the playoffs? Gotta wait to Uh, taste the cake. This and what I'm about to say is going to rub so many people the wrong way, but there's a lot of baseball left to play here. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Like there's there so much to still be figured out. There's 12 games and there's a lot of baseball still to be played. Very, very important baseball. Um
0: yeah, 324 outs to go. Um <laughs>
1: now the the comment, they are just bad.
0: Yeah, that's it's that's just
1: wrong. not it's just not based on facts. Like it's just like listen. I understand how frustrating this team has been in 2023. But let's just pull the band-aid off and and really realize that 162 even though this has been a hard year on fans and just the way they've played, this is still a 162 game season. You don't you don't luck into 90 wins. Are the Blue Jays going to hit 90 wins? Maybe not. If they go, if they play 500 baseball, they end at 89. If they go seven and five, seven and five, they end the season at 90 wins. Even if they fall on their face and they go five and seven and they make it, that's 88 wins. That's right in line with what Atlanta did in 2021 to win the World Series. That's ahead of what Philadelphia did or like are you saying that Atlanta didn't deserve to be in the playoffs that Philadelphia didn't maybe but it sure as a as a opposing fan base probably not right you were probably just like yeah of course they're the third wild card spot that makes sense that's fine
0: i'll i'll take the 88 team win that uh does make the playoffs over the what was it the 2019 blue jays that were hot and exciting to watch and missed the playoffs on the final day of the year
1: yeah, like that's the truth. And and to, to to the other thing that drove me nuts about this comment, and again, Jason, we're totally allowed to disagree on our baseball uh views here. So don't take this personal. This is just me rambling off here, but uh the re when they played a real team, the Rangers, like we're gonna call the Texas Rangers talk to a Rangers fan right now about how they feel. And how real the Rangers are, the Rangers literally, and I gave this stat already, they're ten and twenty in their last thirty games, and that is with sweeping the Blue Jays. Nobody in this wild card race has run away with it, and it's still insane. Let's be real, okay? It is going to take ninety wins to get into a uh, into a wild card spot in the American League. And if it's not, it's eighty nine you know like we're we're really like mm-hmm. it's yeah. it's probably the most competitive. It has been to get into the playoffs in the America in years. So they're not a bad team. Are they a frustrating team to watch? Yeah, obviously. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not impervious to like, I, I see the games. I know people think I'm an apologist. I'm just like, I'm not an apologist. It's just like, there's baseball to be played. Do I wish this team? had run away with it like the Rays? Yes, I do. Who doesn't? <laughs> yeah. But to call this team a complete failure is really a reach. The last thing I will say is they won't make the playoffs. I mean, according to fan graphs, they have a 79% chance. I know the games still need to be played, but they're right now on the inside inside the track. spot. Yeah. And if they do, it's luck. You don't luck. Again, I strongly believe you don't luck into 90 wins. And they won't get anywhere. Baseball still has to be played. What do you mean they won't get anywhere? You're all of a sudden clairvoyant now? You can look into a crystal ball? I I, I don't know. And at that point, like, if you, if you hate this team this much, just stop cheering for it then. Like if you're literally like at that that's the only that's my pushback here Jason is it sounds like you're almost hoping they lose and I don't understand that mentality. Pushback Adam tell me no, why I'm full of shit like somebody <laughs> I,
0: I do want to explain my interpretation of that mentality and I want to okay, just okay, okay. I want to just take Jason out of the equation because I don't know where he's coming from. I don't want to put words in his mouth. Yeah. But There is a critic mentality, uh, and you see this in pop culture, you see this all the time. When there is a uh, Top Gun Maverick comes out and it's like universally loved, like everybody, like you go see it and you're like, okay, that was a fucking sick movie. Right. Yeah. But then the critics hop on Twitter, and they nitpick things that like nobody cared about anyways. But by nitpicking it, it's a way for them to be like, "Uh, that thing that you think is awesome. If you were smarter, you would see all the stuff that's wrong with it." Right. And yeah. Again, I'm not saying that's exactly what happens with uh, a lot of sports fans, but there is definitely like that mentality in the world i think of like yeah it's easier to be a hater and have then like then when you're crushed in sports you're like yeah i knew this team wasn't going anywhere mm-hmm. right i knew this team was like joel's a little bit of a hater on the blue jays too right and he keeps pining over those Teoscar oscar years, years right yeah. um yeah I don't know but that for me that's where a lot of the like I hate this thing that I love it's yeah it's a weird tortured soul uh and uh, I feel sorry for people that have to enjoy their favorite things with such negativity yeah um like who hurt you as a kid I just want to give them a hug and be like (laughs) it's all good buddy
1: um I don't know I'm Again, and we talk about this all the time, Adam, everyone can enjoy sports in their own way. I'm not, I, I really do uh, feel bad that maybe I came across like I was shitting on, on Jason. I, I'm i not. I know we even, we had a, a pretty good talk on Twitter actually, where I, I even was like, man, like. And I, but he, I also. He just strongly, he, his big thing, man, he strongly believes that this team is headed in the wrong direction. And that. Uh, and, that
0: and that's fair. Like there are like warts on this team and it's not a perfect team. Of course team. there are. And I want to just also clarify that like, I'm not saying Jason is pretending to be uh, smarter than everyone else. It's not a pretentious thing. And I I know what I said maybe could be interpreted that way. I just mean like there are like you you take uh, two baseball players, right? Where it's like Matt Chapman versus Kevin Biggio. And you go, okay, well, defensively, Matt Chapman's way better, right? But then someone goes, yeah, but if you look at these metrics these analytics actually show Kevin Biggio has a better defensive runs created plus over underscore. Right. And it's like, it's just that of like this, like with Joel's like this team sucks and here's why. And they try and quantify it as like anytime you're like, yeah, but like we sure have fucking awesome outfielders. Like nothing drops in and Joe goals, Joe goals. I can't fucking say the word. Joe goals. Joel goes. Sorry, I got there. Joel goes. uh, Yeah, but they have a combined uh, defensive run saved of 87 versus whatever, but their weighted runs created is only plus 14. So the net is still minus 62. So therefore, we would have been better to still have Lourdes and Teoscar because... Their net is actually plus seven. So on a balance, and it's just like, shut the fuck up. I just want to shake Joel sometimes and then give him a <laughs> hug. And I know he's listening to this. So I'm sure we're going to get a text at about uh, 3 p.m. today. Yeah. Um, so anyways, Jason, the look, the takeaway here, Jason, not pretentious. Joel, extremely pretentious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm just okay. kidding, Joel. Alright. Um, well, it was nice knowing you, Joel. Take care, and uh, sorry to have ruined our friendship. I'm just kidding. He knows yeah. how I feel. Um, okay, that's that's all we got then on that one. I uh, want to end with this one from Discord about the Vancouver Canadians.
1: Yeah, so original blunt smoking. Again, Discord. sorry.
0: I just got to jump in here. Apologies to Joel and Jason if I came out negative. I'm in fucking roast mode. So, yes. I'm wired differently for the next seven days. My apologies. This poor Anthony. It's poor Anthony. He doesn't know. Oh.
1: I love He's that we not... keep calling back to this, and most of the people watching are like, what the hell are they talking <laughs> are they about? Talking about? Yeah. Join the Patreon, Patreon look at the whole story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh and Discord is still available for everybody for free until October 1st. And yep. then it is going to be a Discord um or Patreon, sorry, a Patreon exclusive. So original blunt smokin he's got the little two dots over the u so you got to say it properly blunt smokin uh <laughs> says the vancouver canadians have won the northwest championship so number 1 big congrats to the vancouver canadians we have canadians players on here quite regularly and really cool to see them go all the way and win that uh pacific northwest league uh they beat the everett aquasox 10-2 to seal the championship winning the series 3 to 1 some strong hitting performances by Kay Doughty, Gabby Martinez, Ryan McCarty, and Garrett Spain. If you're a Vancouver Canadians fan, the summer of Spain has been a fun little uh, <laughs> hashtag and uh, guy to follow. Um, it's their first team championship since 2017. The pitching also played a big part in the series, uh, giving up only two runs in their three wins. Adam Mako, a big contributor, of course, Adam Mako. The prospect the Jays got in that Eric Swanson, uh, Teoscar Hernandez trade with the Mariners in the offseason. And then he goes on to say... The best part is that 15 players graduated from Vancouver to New Hampshire this season, and they were still able to be as dominant as they were in the first half, which is really impressive to see some of these guys getting called up from the Florida State League in Dunedin, head into Vancouver, and still carry that team to a championship. So very cool. Thank you, Original Blunt Smoking, for all the details on the high A affiliate of the Toronto Blue Jays.
0: You know how Scott Adams, the Jays fan, isn't actually named Scott Adams. Mm
1: -hmm. What if
0: original blunt smoking wasn't really named original blunt smoking?
1: Don't do that to me. (laughs) He will always be original Blunt (laughs) smoking to me. (laughs) All right. All right. All right, right, folks, that's mailbag. Thank you so much for all your questions and comments. If you didn't get into the mailbag, the easy way to solve that is join Patreon and you get the automatic Patreon bump. We get to everyone on Patreon. Uh, until you, until it grows to the point where we can't. So right now we're still good. We do appreciate the support to everyone else. We do try really hard to get as many of your questions in. You can always reach out on Twitter at Walk Off Podcast, Instagram the Walk Off Podcast, drop the comments in the YouTube. We always comb through those and uh, Discord as well. If you do want a link for the Discord, I mean, I guess reach out. Uh, We only have like a week and a half left before you got to pay. But uh, yeah. But it's a if you're on the fence about fine. it
0: and you're curious, yeah, go check yeah, it out. Yeah, come for free. check, well, you check can. it
1: out. Absolutely. Okay, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to all the Grounds crew members out there. We appreciate you very much. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Take care of yourselves.
0: Anthony, your ass is grass.
1: Cheers. <laughs> thanks for listening to the Walk Off Podcast with Scott Belford and Adam Mack with a new episode every Friday. Shows oh. to picture Thanks for listening.